Another great episode of Mystery of Parenthood coming up. If you like what you hear, go to redsearadio.org, click on the donate button, and become a monthly sustaining member. Please support us. Thank you, and God bless. All right. You know what that means. You are listening to the Mystery of Parenthood, and um, we're excited about today's show. But as we begin, I, we'll start as we always start with our prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, Grant that every family on earth may become, for each successive generation, a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. Grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the Church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in the family and through the family. We ask this of you who is life, truth, and love with the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Family of Nazareth, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. St. John Paul II, pray for us. Holy Spirit, come. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Whoa, some some ad living there, uh, yeah. some additions. I don't know. I felt like I need that, so I don't. I needed to throw the. I like it. The Saint Michael the Archangel in. Yeah, uh, it's always a good one to uh, do anyway. And then, of course, of invoking the Holy Spirit. Need that one. Never. Oh, never. That's never going to be be a bad thing. Bad thing. But um, but anyway, um, so last. Last week we were talking about um, Thaddeus Romanski here, by the way, folks. Oh, I'm in case sorry, you don't know yeah. my name. That's okay. That's no, Thaddeus no, Romanski. It's, it's no problem, Trey. That's all right. No, you know, no we're just I, you know, we're just uh, in here. I'm so used to having Thaddeus around, but um, and so grateful because he always has I'm like your shadow, great. dude. I'm like no. your shadow. <laughs> hey, the wind beneath my wings. Oh, stop! Oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, it's getting deep in here, guys. Right. It's getting really deep in yeah, here. Yeah, a lot, real deep. But um, we were talking about uh, the the need to help our children, you know, participate actively in in the mass, and that that begins with kind of the um, what, what goes on in the home, and, and we really spent a good amount of time kind of talking really more at, at a 10,000 foot level of what, what's going on in the mass. And I think it's important. That last episode. That right. last episode. Mm-hmm. And um, talking about how, you know, that we're offering our own thoughts, words, deeds, sacrifices, et cetera, together with the sacrifice of Christ. And that within that, that we, um, there's never anything that's at a lo- that's a, that's lost. No pain, no suffering, nothing that's lost. Um, if we unite our those things with Christ Himself, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in and through the the Mass mm-hmm. and the 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 sacrifice of the Mass, and I think we were ending with you know the need to offer it up. And I was joking about how my mother. Um, I mean, I I don't know how many times I heard offer right. it up, but same same with mine growing up. Yeah, so so anytime something bad happened, any pain you had, any yeah, disappointment, offered offered up, offered up. But I think you know what, I, and I, my mom was great. I don't think I think we all could do better uh, in terms of helping to understand. I, I've, I'll never forget it. Um, but we need to connect the dots, maybe. And she may have done that. I probably I may not have been listening. Um, for the pain or whatever, but we don't need to wait for the. What, I don't think we need to wait for the for the pain. It should be something that's ongoing. This sense of of self offering because mm-hmm. love, like we said in the last show, is is mm-hmm. self gift mm-hmm. and and to give our very selves for the sake of another. 
Um, God deserves everything that we have. And so we're meant to offer ourselves yeah. back to him along with all the things that yeah. he's certainly aware of. Another term I love that's similar is self-donation. Sometimes you'll come right. across that term and that yeah. has a, has a really beautiful sense to it of, you know, we, we donate our, our time. We donate our, certainly our money to things that we, um, causes that we, we care about. Um, but that idea of we're, we're donating, we're donating ourselves to God. Yeah. We're giving ourselves, you know, because when you don't, when you make a donation to an organization, you're saying, okay, take this material gift or this monetary gift and you guys do with it what you want to do with it. I'm entrusting it to your care. That's kind of the sense that donate has. And so when we apply that to, I'm going to donate myself to Christ. Right. Um, That's you're exactly. saying. Lord, right. your will be and done. The Lamb of God, and you know, and the, you hear the the word that's the foundational. Dona, mm-hmm. nobi. I mean, Dona nobis pacem. Mm-hmm. You know, grant us peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sense of granting of mm-hmm. giving ourselves. Mm-hmm. God doesn't come and take from us. He's always He's always offering Himself right. completely, and that's so right. it does take an act of the will for us. He doesn't make us do anything. Um, that's right. He He wants us to assent to his will. Yep. And so um, that idea of granting that, um, I've always heard, I forget who said it, and I, and I don't know, but this idea of giving God permission, you mm-hmm. know, to take my life, mm-hmm. to take this situation, to whatever, I give it to you, and you do something wonderful with it yeah. and through yeah. it. And that and that, that can be anything. Yeah. I mean, it, I think that we th- tend to think that what God wants is something magnificent and well the magnificent thing has already been accomplished christ has done it it's it's our job to take the instead of the magnificent and sometimes the magnificent comes but the more like the mundane yeah and offer it the washing the dishes when you don't want to wash the dishes or i mean literally those small things and that's Um, a good place to to pick up with the right essay today because it's really about the like you're saying, the, the mundane is, uh, ac- actions of love, which we said last time, what is an act of the will? It's the the giving of self for the good of the other, right? And so, you know, part of part of what he says after after this, and again, that kind of stems the last thing we talked about was that you know uh, the conditions for living true love in everyday life are the conditions for full active participation in the mass. And those things are the everyday life occurrences. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that we do, particularly the repetitive stuff that happens every day. Yeah. I mean, we have to get up in the morning. <laughs> you know, we need to set aside some time to pray. All those type of things kind of point us in the direction. I always think it's beautiful. This is not catechism, but it's certainly from one of my professors that it's actually from John Paul II, who's <laughs> who who talks about the fact that the um that God reveals himself in through the person of Christ the entirety and so everything that he does everything that he did in life reveals something to us about our humanity and what I you know what I what this professor always said well think about his life first off there's tons of suffering at the beginning i mean no place to stay having to be a refugee in in uh, Egypt, coming back to, you know, a murderous, you know, um, king, <laughs> all those type of things, leaving because of the murderous king who's the father, I guess, of the one that they come back to. And all, all those things are suffering. But then there's this, from the time that he's found in the temple till he starts his his earthly ministry, the the wedding feast at Cana, you, you've got about probably 18, 17 years that are, there's nothing. I mean, you don't hear anything. You don't know no anything. Record. No record. And, and the professor, I said that, that, that in and of itself is something that God's revealing to us about us. The, of the 33 years, more than half and probably closer to about 90% mm-hmm. of his life is 
either it's un you know uneventful from the standpoint of of a human thing. There's the things that aren't going on. Well, what's going on? He's working. I mean, he's going to work with his dad with with his foster father, Saint Joseph. He's doing what anybody else would do. And and we can kind of get that from even the response when he goes back to his hometown and and he starts preaching and they start off being excited, but then they say, wait a second, isn't this the carpenter's son? You know, I mean, they know, how's he special? So it even, you can actually, there's an absence of that being anything said, but you can tell by the response that they knew him to be the carpenter's son, somebody who probably was working in, as a carpenter doing what his father did every day. And so nothing, there were no miracles going on. It was the ordinariness of it. And if you take that as a percentage of the whole of his life, it's more than half, maybe as much as 90%, which reveals to us that we are, most of our life is not in the spotlight. Most of our life is just doing the ordinary stuff, getting up and going to work, coming home, you know, making dinner, you know, taking the kid, I mean, taking the kids to baseball practice, just things that everybody else is doing. And, and doing it, uh, again and again and again, uh, little vocabulary here, quotidian daily. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. Without any reward, without any pat on the back, without any, um, nothing, you know, nothing. My, my point here is that he had many, many days of doing these repetitive tasks, daily tasks that there's no record of. And so therefore there's no recognition of the fact that he did them well. He did them faithfully. You, you, that, that, so there's, I think what's your point of, it's something it's telling us something about ourselves is that we should be ready to live a life where we're doing our job and kind of doing what we're supposed to do without any record, without any recognition, without any fanfare. Right. And, and, and that there's something Taking holy pride in doing it. Right. There's well. something holy about that. Yeah. I mean, there, the, the, the holiness himself wow. did that. And that, and so the world says, good, you know, Trey. you need, well, it's stolen, but you know, <laughs> from, Bar- from borrowed, Belay, borrowed. Yeah. Um, which is great. Cause the church says, you know, it's there for that. But, but, but I think it's important to remember that, that we can live in a completely ordinary life by human standards and yet grow in tremendous holiness as a result of, of, doing the things we're talking about of offering those things up and creating a home that, that, that allows and recognizes that, Hey, this is, this is life. I mean, people always talk about the repetitive of repetitiveness of the mass that you can go, but there's something, if we embrace it, there's something comforting about knowing what's coming next, you know, knowing what's, Mm -hmm. what's happening. Mm -hmm. And, Fortunately, you know, God is a God of that because days generally start the same way and they finish the same. The sun comes up <laughs> and it gets warmer, you know, and then it gets dark. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, and then, you know, rinse, repeat. Right. <laughs> and, and so this buying into that there's value because Christ shows there's value because there's not a thing that he did in this life that doesn't have value. And therefore we can take from his being the way um, him being the truth and him being the life that we should embrace the fact that, Hey, most of our life, nobody's noticing. (laughs) That's why I think there's going to be a lot of saints in heaven that are moms that, that, you know, didn't do anything. But I mean, (laughs) I mean, the only thing they they did. did was, you know, create a beautiful home and raise, you know, invested her life and gave her life away for her husband and her kids or dads that, that didn't do anything, you know, extraordinary yet. We're going to be surprised that, that the very ordinariness of life is meant to be where holiness occurs. 
And we learn that from him. So that's what the mass is. And so to be fully and actively in, engaged in, in the mass is to bring all of that stuff, even if it's repetitive, back into the mass and offer it. Yeah. And so I guess in that respect, and this gets to what the essay is going to talk about in these practicals, is we have to be um, attuning our children to the stillness, the right. silence, the um, patience, patience yep. um, of the mass. They, we have to be con- kind of conforming them to that right. in yeah. our own homes. and. And participating in the mass should be helping us to make our homes more that way. So it should be a, a it all cyclical. flows. It is it is something that all goes together. And so we're trying. We're, we want to try to create a domestic church. We want to cr- create something that is a is a reflection of what we see at the church. So the liturgy of the mass and the repetitiveness of the prayers and the all that almost in a, in a in a symbolic way is reiterated or re uh, recognized and through the, the repetitiveness of life in in the home mm-hmm. and so we have to create a place and that's when they're talking about this and and I, I mean I'm the worst and it's really easy to do this he talks about if busyness consumes us as adults then the frenetic pace of the world will invade our children's spirits yeah that's pretty easy to do honestly I mean because I I remember that one of the things that we had to do which when we first even just had two kids we allowed our children to participate in pretty much anything they wanted to participate in and what we found out was it was too frenetic there was too much happening and uh-huh. it was always rushing i mean we were rushing through dinner we we're rushing to this to that and and so one of the things that he doesn't mention here but i think he would agree with we finally came to the point where look you're going to participate in one thing at a time <laughs> and we're going to make sure that it fits in and around uh our family and so it's going to be stuff that we can attempt to do together or at least in part do together um so but i but i think making that's a, that's a you know, the, he used the term orchestrating we would use the term being purposeful or intentional in terms of making decisions those are things to try to decrease that um busyness because if we get busy and get flustered because of all the stuff we've got to do then that is going to flow right into our children <laughs> They can't help but experience that. So how do we get um, the peace of Christ in our home? Um, and so it, he mentions what, what would naturally be, for any good Christian, cries our own prayer lives to be vigorous and constant and that we pray together as family. So simple things that we've always talked about on this, but it, but but do we say grace before meals? Um that's that is very important. the 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 other thing the other thing is he talks about the church encouraging the lady to exercise the common priesthood by praying the liturgy of the hours. I love the liturgy of the mm-hmm. hours. You can pull there's apps now where you can actually follow. I actually have the books, but it takes so it takes a it takes you, you have to work at it to kind of know where to where to you find do. you know and where to put the little strings, whatever those things are called, to make sure ribbons you're, ribbons yeah. That's probably better. Yeah, we use the uh, the books sometimes to pray night prayer, and which is the simplest of the hours to pray. Yes, that's a great one. Yeah, and because the cycle is the most simple, and we don't we don't use the books for <laughs> pray evening prayer or morning prayer because that's again it it and there's a, another it, level. And there's and there's be- beauty in that. Uh, what I found is. Because Liturgy Hour, so much of it is the Psalms being prayed. Yes. Is how central, so so much of what is prayed in and through the Psalms, which has always been kind of at the heart of the the prayers, the prayer of the church, mm-hmm. is because it actually, it actually so often is something that completely jibes with what I'm going through at the time. Right. You know, why, why or is that this you know happening? somebody else or, right. that you know of is going through at that moment. Right. And so, and so to, to do that. So I think, you know, without getting the books, you can go, I think 
Um, I'm, I'm looking. Oh, I at, love the Laudate I, app. That's what Laudate I use. Laudate app has that. There, there's iMissile mm-hmm. um, that that has that. I have actually have both of those. So, yeah. They mention um, Magnificat. So if you subscribe yeah. to Magnificat, they also have an app or you can get the paper version. They have a modified you know, sim- simpler form of evening prayer and night prayer and morning prayer. So, so, so Magnificat's great. My, yep. da- my daughter loves that. I mean, she, she's the, has these other ones, but she likes just having that little, mm-hmm. the little book. And they, they write here, night prayer serves well as a structure for bedtime prayer. Absolutely. We have been praying night prayer as a family. It's a you beautiful know, prayer. I don't know that. Not the every day. single day, but certainly regularly for nine years now. Right. And, and it's then, awesome. Yeah, I, I, I can I say one more thing about the yeah, Psalms, please, please. I learned a few few years back that something that Saint Augustine taught about praying the prayers is that when you pray them, you can meditate on them as as if Christ either as if Christ is is saying those words about himself or if they are describing some aspect of Christ's ministry, his passion, some something ab- about who he is, his his nature. Right. And man, when you when you do that, they really really open up in just a yeah. whole new way. I they're they so, are I, love so I love I love that and and I've just found so many times that it's spoken to me in in times of um trouble where I I mean yes. I, I it's amazing um, to see, and there's there's a few like my daughter. So was Mother of Mary comes to you, <laughs> singing words of wisdom. Let it be, right? <laughs> I always wonder. He, you know, he always says he trouble. was talking about. He's talking about his. I've heard it. I've heard yeah. Paul McCartney talk about it, it's his mother. And yeah, I'm like yeah, no, it it is your mother. <laughs> right, you just don't. You just don't know. It. But um, but anyway, I, I it so night prayer, grace before meals. Liturgy of the hours, if you could, and it, like especially the praying grace before meals when you're out in public, taking I, that. It's a great challenge. It's a it's it's a great challenge. It's huge. And um, and anyway, praying the rosary is another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when they were younger, we used to, you know, do it once or twice. That lots of times we would do, you know, where they would pray as we were going to bed. We would, we'd get them each to pray. A decade or something like yep. that. Yep. Um, Related to the rosary, our children right now really like praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Oh, yes. And they have a, there's a song version that we learned yes. that they really, really love. And so. And so you can go like a relevant radio app yep. and, and, and there's versions of, mm-hmm. of that Laudate, I think. Yep. Has, they have a sung version, yep. which I, I love. Lots of times, if I can't sleep, mm-hmm. uh, I'll <laughs> put that on because it it calms me. But yeah. but I mean, those are all. And again, you know, for the sake of His sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and all, on the whole world. You know, Eternal Father, I offer you the body. So it reinforces mm-hmm. um, because it's tied to the Eucharist. You know, Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity. Right there, offering so it up. You're offering. That and then you're offering yourself together yep. with that perfect offering, so yep. Yep. that re-emphasizes or, yep. <clears throat> or you know, it, it's something that is a prayer. You know, on the relevant radio app, I mean, it's a seven-minute, fourteen-second prayer. I mean, um, it's and it's beautiful. It ends with Jesus, I trust in you, mm-hmm. at least on the one, you know, and and mm-hmm. and so there's, it's just beautiful. So. Mm-hmm. That's an easy one to do because seven minutes, most even young children can can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the sung one, I think, is a little longer, but um, it is. Um, but anyway, um, it also mentions which which we think going to daily mass, particularly when they're younger, allows for them to learn kind of how the mass goes, and and it's generally going to be thirty minutes as opposed to maybe an hour, an hour and 10 minutes. Right. So as they're younger to learn about the mass and to go to daily mass, um, plus it's a smaller gathering typically. Um, and so, and it also, you, you need to tell them, my mother, I can remember her saying, do you realize there's a mass going on 
all the time yeah. across the world. There's there's not a time when there's not a mass going on as you go through time zones and around the world. It's it is a perpetual offering, um, literally, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because the way the world turns, you know, if it's if it's midnight here, it's noon somewhere else. Right. And and anyway, I think that's a beautiful um, truth as well. So going to daily mass lets them know that it's not just a Sunday thing, that this is actually available all the time for us if we want to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Sunday's an obligation, but these other ones are great opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so um, then, you know, th- he talks about the ri- a rhythm of peace Um it's worth, you know, prayerfully considering placing significant limits on television. Um, and I think that I, you know, just to allow time, there's, there's a lot. There's time for prayer if you put limits on television. There's also time for interaction because I, I, I've run across, and to be fully, full disclosure, there have been times when I've used television or putting something on. And again, moms, dads, there's a time for that. Assuming yeah. that you're monitoring what they're watching, um, and making sure it's it's quality or at least not a negative thing to watch, to buy some time for a nap or just rest to settle down, but to get in the habit of that always being the answer um, promotes a, uh, something that's not good to the communion of the family because people, particularly now, it's even worse because back. It was even bad when I was younger because you could turn the TV on and watch. Um, but well, even now, when the, now even when this essay was published, twenty eleven, there wasn't the streaming. I mean, serv- on demand services available, and you couldn't do as much on you know your personal like your your I mean, iPhone you or your iPad. I mean, now literally, it's just you could, literally every person in the household could be watching something different mm-hmm, if he's and be in their own little cocoon. And just staying sequestered away because because part of we we were big on certain TV shows for that we thought were worth worth watching for whatever reason. Like I said, we were big American Idol people at the at the time because we thought we could teach grace and truth and gifts and recognizing when you don't have certain gifts by and and the love that comes with helping them those were things that we watched together Mm -hmm. and so to try to find things that you watch together not as a bunch of individuals i think is helpful but what he's getting at and i think it's true there's got to be downtime from that you know stephanie would say you gotta you you gotta deal with the three-dimensional people right (laughs) right um you you need to learn how to deal with them so whether that's going out and playing basketball or or tag or hide and go seek or whether it's just coming down and saying, you know, sitting around the table and, 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 and talking that building of communion is important. And, and so again, purposefully we have to say, are we going to set some guidelines? At some point we would say there's only, you can two hours or an hour and a half or whatever, or you can watch this and we'd make decisions actively. Okay. We're going to watch this, but we're not just going to channel surf until we find the next thing that we want to watch that we never knew we wanted to watch, which can perpetuate (laughs) that can go on forever, particularly Mm -hmm. now with as many channels and things that are available. It's easy to find Mm -hmm. something to occupy all of your time separate Mm -hmm. from other people. So I, I, I think this next, this couple sentences is just, Take it to the bank. Our children naturally aspire to infinite knowledge and love, but marketing and advertising executives want us to scratch our every consumerist itch, and this attitude also reflects the dominant sexual culture. Yeah, I mean... A thousand times, yes. Yes. And you it, have it, got to... If I, I think that if someone is not approaching the media consumption of their family with that understanding in mind that they are really, um, they're, they're opening themselves up to, to being manipulated, frankly. Right. And, 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 and it, 
leads us to where we have to, we do have to that, that idea of sacrifice. Sometimes we have to say no to things that we could say yes to only to say that we can say no to it. Not, not even just because it's like, okay, well, if I choose that, you know, the cake and the eating it too, you know, that's one or the other, but sometimes it's just, I'm, I'm going to choose not to just to say, I can say no to it mm. to show that I'm the master of it. And it's mm-hmm. not the master of me because mm-hmm. there are things that by themselves may not be, you know, bad for you, but if you get too attached to it, that's why fasting and that's why Lent is so important. And mm-hmm. even Advent to try to, can I, can I do without that for some period of time? Um, yeah, we're, we're kind of, um, almost to the, uh, nth degree with this, this attitude towards television and and media generally. I mean, when we do watch something as a family, we turn off the TV during the commercials, right? Or we mute it at least. And that sometimes drives people, other people bonkers when, we have people not from our family who <laughs> come, right. come over to our house to watch a football game or something like that. But we just, you know, I really believe that, um, you know, well, t- TV especially was always, uh, there was a sociologist, I think, um, who made this, the point that, you know, the, the commercials have always been the point of TV. The, the, the shows are there to get you in front of the, television so that the advertisers who are paying for those shows to be there can put right. you and get you uh, attracted to the products. And so you just have to. Well, nowadays, in a lot of that, cases, fight that you, off. Wait, I mean, you have some technology that's available to you, like for sports, lots of times I won't watch from the very beginning. Give me time so that when I get to commercial, Mm-hmm. I can fast forward through yep. it, yep. and and I know if you wait about thirty minutes, right? You can usually you can pretty much get through the whole, unless you have the A and M LSU football game yeah. that goes to seven yeah. overtimes. <laughs> but, <laughs> Sorry about that, but uh, but anyway, um, but I but I think again, it's being purposeful, being savvy, being cagey, it, being you know, purposeful. Yeah, and most of the kids don't want to watch commercials anyway. Right? I mean, they'd rather just go through. But nowadays you have you have lots of options. I mean, so I'm not a this is evil. It's our use of it that can be evil or can open ourselves up to evil Absolutely. by not being in charge of it. Right. And so we have to again be purposeful about that. So what do we watch? Why are we watching it? You know, and and sometimes the answer can be cuz it's funny as long as it's somewhat wholesome. It's good to laugh together. It's good to, mm-hmm. to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But then there could be other ones. I mean, I'm, I, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the chosen right now. I mean, I, I've, I've enjoyed that because it's, it's at least to date, it's the historical fiction. You see, you see their interpretation of what's the backstory uh, and well, it's not scripture. It's not, that and there may be other things, but if you take it for what it is, just like, oh, that's pretty cool. Don't know if it's true or not, but it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. like last night I watched, just by the way, but it's kind of fun. When you're watching something like that, if you engage your children in it, you can, you can, it really opens up the possibility to talk about this. So like Nathaniel, you know, the one, well, the, the line when he, you know, what what good could come out of Nazareth, you know, and then, and then he meets Jesus and Jesus says, I saw you under the fig tree Mm. and you don't know what he saw, but you know that there was something going on because Nathaniel, that's the, you are the son of God. When he, when he, when he saw that, well, they actually show, they, they, they show what happened under the fig tree. So what they think what they, they what speculate. They, they, just, they what speculated. Happened. So this guy's a this guy's a um he's a big time architect for the Romans and and he has a a, a major thing that he ends up losing his job. He's like has made it up to the top and he said the all I've ever wanted to do is build 
these beautiful synagogues. And so I'm just using this as stepping stone. Well, he loses his job because there's a disaster where something he built crashes down. Mm -hmm. And so he takes all these plans and he goes out underneath a tree and he's, and he starts to pray and he's actually praying the Psalms, which is cool. Cause you can, I mean, if you know the Psalms, he's praying the Psalms and he pulls out, he pulls out his plans and he said, I did these for you. So he's talking to God. I did these for you. And it's apparent you don't want me to do it. So he bur- so he burns his life work, stuff that he had never worked on, but he was saying, I'm going to do this for God. He burns it. Wow. And that's when he goes and meets Jesus. And Jesus said, I saw you under the fig tree. Mm. And so he, he heard his prayer because he's saying, answer me, help, you know, help me find. It. And so to have a show like Lovely. that yeah. is whether it's true or not, it does give some like thinking about what, what that is. Those are things that are worth, you could talk to, you know, God hears you even when it's bad. He's going through everything that he's ever worked for is now crumbled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and so you can pick things like that. Right. Or you can pick a, a silly show as long as it's, I mean, it doesn't matter, but, but be conscious right. of what you're doing to create that. Right. And part of that consciousness needs to be, it can't be all the time. Right. I mean, you have to set side of time, you know, to do that. We had the, we've had our um, gospel meetings, you know, get on the same page people. <laughs> was the was Stephanie's moniker so so we would have um certainly weekly and maybe a couple times a week where everybody came together what's going on make sure you're all on the same page but again that would lead to conversations about what's happening how are you doing that needs to be something that's as structured as okay well American Idol's coming on at seven or whatever I mean you need to make that time so be purposeful on that. So part of peace is, is unplugging that. Um, he does mention the constant noise and trivia destroy the taste for prayer, uh, ability to see everyday life as something to be offered up to God and our recognition of the deepest hunger in us for God's true love. Um, so that's, it's destroying that if we're constantly listening. So do listen, do listen as you go through, because if you pay attention can you hear the birds outside or is there always something going on? I mean, that, that the kids running around is one thing, but I'm talking about, is there always music going on? Is there always, you know, something happening or can, are there moments where it's just quiet? Those are some of my favorite. That's why mm-hmm. I try to get up early mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Talks about the role of beauty in the home. Yeah. Filling our homes with statues Yes. Reproductions of great art, great books, classical music, crucifixes, uh, maybe even incense during bedtime. Let me tell you about something so, so neat that happened on Sunday. And it, we were driving to mass. I got in the car and the local uh, Christian radio station was on in the car. And, and that's fine. And the, the Robin and the kids like to listen to it all the time. And yeah, not disparaging what, you know, what they do at all. But, uh, I don't know. It just flashed into my head. I picked up my phone and, you know, plugged it into the stereo and I found some Gregorian chant and I just put that on and it instantaneously changed the mood yeah. in the car. And it, and it, there was not a word spoken the whole way to mass. It was just quiet peace. You, to me, it felt like to me that um, people were really contemplating what, why we were in the car together, where we were going, what we're about to go be a part of. And now would that happen if every week we put on Gregorian chant before we went to mass? No, it wouldn't. There would, it would become part of the mundane and the kids would start to tune it out, but dropping it in like salt Right. You know? Exactly. Not too much, but can, right. can so, really have it make and a expose difference. Them, and expose them to things that they would not naturally come in contact with right. Right. Is, is important. Again, that's part of being, um, and try it. Sometimes it may be problematic or it may cause a problem, but, but you might be surprised mm-hmm. at if you are 
prayerfully trying to do that to to add something to the equation. So yeah, I just throw that out there as that their suggestions about about beauty. Yeah, it really works. It can really, really make a difference. So, so yeah, he he's try. got uh, he he they throw some big words. So I, I I wanted I highlighted this. You know, beauty draws out of the mundane and the self-regarding into the vertical slipstream of transcendence. What wow. the heck? <laughs> vertical slipstream of transcendence. Uh, well, I but I, I do. Th- yeah, I mean it's it's a. I, I mean, I'm not sure I fully understand that, but but but. I do think that there's this sense of kind of it's part of the the invisible being incorporated into that a sense that there's more going on than what meets the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, the like it was we talked that there's like transformers like more than meets the eye. Well, well, you could actually talk. I mean, you even could talk about uh, you could even use that hypothetically right. to to talk about there's there's more than than just what we're seeing. And, yes. and, yes. and that adds to the transcendence, the sense that, but it doesn't dismiss what's going on. And I think that's the Catholic way, you know, the punchable way, mm-hmm. the, the, the matter matters way that, that to be transcendent doesn't mean to just unplug necessarily from life, maybe that to some extent, but we need to also be willing to reincorporate it into the everydayness. So driving to church to add Gregorian chant once in once in a while mm-hmm. is that to to do um, to put on relevant radio app or whatever and 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 do the uh, Divine Mercy Chaplet mm-hmm. or anything like that. So, but I think that that's great having great books around. You know, our kids, particularly if you're not letting them be on. TV and they're just sitting around. They they will pick up books. It's it's amazing. I mean, they'll pick up and oh, what's this? You know, maybe you need to encourage them that. Every room, we just hung up because we had some painting, but it should have a crucifix, yep. and it should be something that we know where they are and and uh, reminds us of that. So um, he says incense during bedtime. I, I'm I'm not. I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't gone that far yet. I haven't got that far yet. We de- we often light candles during yes, the family prayer at night. Absolutely. For sure. And that was that's like Stephanie's talked about that that was her somebody's praying and she allowed the kids to have their own little candles mm-hmm. um with Mary on it or mm-hmm. Jesus or whomever and they'd light and that would mean that, you know, it's prayer time now. So mm-hmm. Part of the concreteness of children, and I think he actually points this out, which is important to remember, they're concrete people. So if you can include, and that's why he would include incense. I don't even know where to get those. And if I get the wrong kind, I might be coughing for a while. But yeah. <laughs> but something that that is engaging as many senses as possible. Where do we learn that? From the church. They, right. were, they, were, they were human. So... Um, One thing I'm I'm a little surprised that they don't talk much about in this article is they don't talk a lot about trying to um, gear the family's prayer and devotional life to the liturgical year, which, they I, was, they which don't. I was surprised about that. But I think that's important. And, I, and, and again, it's part of it's so God's not boring. And like I said, you know, we're the biggest partiers. In the world, I mean, mm-hmm. it's still especially Easter. Louisiana Catholics, right? <laughs> right? Well, I, I was thinking more along the lines that, like, you know, Christmas and Easter are seasons; yes. they're not days. Exactly. You know? They're and even the day is an eight-day day. Exactly. So we we are um, we're people that like to linger on things that are celebratory. Mm-hmm. So yes, we have a forty-day Lent, mm-hmm. but we, we have a fifty-day Easter. 50 Easter. You know, so. It, it it points, and so it also gives us like ideas for how how do we decorate our home. Stephanie has, has always been good about you know during Easter, um, it's more alive flowers stuff like that. During Lent, you know it's going to be um, crown of thorns, some nail. I mean different mm-hmm, things that mm-hmm. kind of incorporate that, and I think that's a great way to do it. They talk also about. Um, 
you know, using the collect or get you know from the missile. Getting, I thought that was a neat getting, idea. It's a neat I idea. I haven't done that before. You know, so or getting the the introductory prayer from the mass to kind of give you mm-hmm. kind of a theme for the for for, for the, the week. week mm-hmm. You know, is a good is a good thing that I thought. Um, you know, it says to write them out. If your kids are old enough to do it and they're the right age, you know, have them write it out, mm-hmm. and we can put one on the refrigerator someplace where it's in the thing, but maybe they can put it in, in their rooms. But yeah. I mean, that's stuff to get them involved as well. Our two older ones are really into calligraphy. They, they fancy themselves calligraphists. Oh, wow. And so that's beautiful. That would be a, that'd be a cool thing to do. Something that, that would be fun um, for them to do. I'm sure. So anyway, um, all these things are meant to kind of create a, a peaceful, um, Eucharist centered, um, home. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, and if you remember back to my the previous show talking about evangelization, it you know it's the proclamation of Christ and His gospel uh, by word, and so this is word and deed. But then it talks and by the testimony of one's life, and um, I think that that's he he gets to this from witness of life to the word of life. So he, in terms of making this. Um, making this real and making the house says he starts with the daily witness of self-sacrificial love provides children with an indispensable experience of God. Remember we've this, the, the entirety of the mystery of parenthood has been based on the fact that we are meant to at our best help reveal God to our children. You know, the, the truth about who God is by the way that we talk by the words that we say, but also by the actions that we live and so he goes on, but the reality of Jesus Christ is that of word made flesh. He is both flesh or tangible experience and word, the truth of the father eternally spoken. Mm. And, and I like that because that gets back to the fact that, that humanity, our humanity is so important. It's not a disconnect. It's like, it's not like, okay. And that's why you can get in the trouble of compartmentalizing and not integrating because we're meant to integrate our faith into what we do. Right. And so the offering of that. So our, what we do in the flesh, what we do in, in our bodies is important. How we act, the way we, you know, respond to correction, all those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Um, yeah, that's, that's excellent. Yeah. Both flesh or tangible experience and word, the truth, uniting our tangible experience with the truth and seeing, seeing the tangible experience through the truth of, absolutely, and and so I think of the the Father, right? And so so we're we're meant to, and we should be studying who God is and how He reveals Himself, and knowing at a minimum, we should be people. If God has revealed Himself as gift of self, as self giving, then our children should see in us at our best. We'll have our moments at our best as people who sacrifice for them and sacrifice for um, their spouse mm-hmm. um, in whatever way that is. So, mm-hmm. um, and then he, he goes on and he, and he says, talking about this, um, let's see, in all of this, um, so how we talk about the future, how we make decisions, how we plan our activities should all be kind of seasoned, so to speak, with with this sense of, doing God's will in all of this, we want our children to know explicitly that what matters is not what we want, but what God and his loving providence wills for us. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going through things with my own children and I have done it before there's teaching opportunities. So anytime you're evangelizing, you need to be looking for those opportunities. And sometimes those opportunities are when something doesn't go the way that they planned. So, Madison, we've told the story about when she when she tried out and was the only one of her friends that didn't make the um, dance, not dance team. I don't whatever whatever. Um, what's it called, man? I'm, dance squad, dance. Oh, I don't know. It was a big competition. You had, try, you had to try out for this group, and anyway, she didn't make it. She couldn't dance, right? Or she was not. She allowed was not, to dance. She wasn't allowed to dance, and and so to take and say okay from a human standpoint you've got a couple options you could quit which means you don't have it or if you love it then you can go back to your teachers and and um 
ask them, how do I improve? So you can help them on a human level, right? You can take failure and say, okay, failure is not failure unless you don't learn from it. Mm-hmm. But then from a, from a, vertical aspect from a God being involved, we talked to her and said, you know, this is for something, you know, this is, this is going to bring something better out of you as a result of that and helping to correct, to take a moment and use words to link it with the truth, which is God has a plan for your life. Well, you know, now she's, she's captain of the, of the, of the Rangerette. She's, she's, you know, leading a big high school in 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 the Houston area, um, on, in dance. I mean, that's what she did. But but that has always gone back as something that I think is important to remember to help them connect the dots. So, um, oh, anyway, and then I guess the last thing is, and we should always do this: is gratitude. Um, Thanksgiving is what the Eucharist is, right? We're, we're meant to be people who are. Um, grateful for what's happened, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and so we need to make time to um, think about what we're thankful for. And even that could be a conversation around the table where you just, where you just talk, Hey, what are you thankful for, for today? You know, what's something that you can thank God for? So we need to be those people. So anyway, um, we're drawn to a close again. Hopefully this was helpful. Had a few practical things, but um, remember. Yeah, this has been a fantastic I think. Uh, two episodes on this this essay from doctors Frank, David, J. David Frank, and Angela Frank's, wow, two PhDs married yeah, to each other. Two wow. Woo. wow. Uh, the Fountain of Love, How Parents Form Children for Prayerful Participation in the Eucharist. We'll, we'll link to this this PDF in the show notes when we Perfect. podcast this episode and hope God it's bless. been a help to y'all. Hey, remember, uh, pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you. Promise he will. God bless you guys. Pray for me. Pray for us. Pray for you. Bye.